Everyone pray with me. Dear God, thank you for just blessing us and bringing us back from spring break safely. And I pray that we've, we're all able to just get back in the flow of things with school. And um, I pray that we would just honor you with everything that we do. And um, thank you that we're just able to live for you in every day of our lives and that we're able to speak your word into, into our lives and to the people around us. And I pray that you would just be with Pastor Dan as he's giving us this message that we would take something from it like we do normally. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Like we do norm- normally. That was so sweet you to add that. I appreciate that. I know. I know. I felt like you meant it, right? Thank you. You better have. No. Um, did y'all have a good sp- sp- spring break this past week? I, I missed y'all. I was out of town um, for just some, just a little trip. And, uh, but it, it's really good to be back and good to see y'all. Uh, here, uh, if you if you have your Bible, and I, I hope that you do, uh, we're going to be in the book of First Peter. We're going to begin a, a a study here. Um, y'all know who wrote the book of First Peter? John is incorrect. It is Peter. That's right. And Peter was one of the twelve disciples. Peter was one of the twelve disciples. So that's not a trick question. That's who he was. Um, before I go into this first first story, I read something today that made me a little bit sad. And and um, uh, you know, we come here and we sing songs, and I appreciate the band coming to prepare the songs and, and to lead us. And and uh, we can just take it for granted that we come into this place and we just come here each week and we hear the singing and we're part of it. And that's fine. This is nice. Yada yada yada. But there's a church in Beijing, China. It's a, a thousand member church uh that's so it's a little bit bigger than ours uh and and china has been cracking down really hard on the churches there and uh the church has refused to to bend the knee to the the polit- political part part party and they're they're saying we're going to honor christ and so uh the pe- pastor's been jailed quite a few times uh and the le- le- leadership have been jailed well they just rounded up the con- congregate Gation today or last night, and um, interrogated them for hours, and 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 tried to make them sign this thing, saying that they they will meet, they will never meet t- together again as a group to worship God. Uh, and from the reports that have come out, is that they've re- re- refused to sign. Uh, but the church has been locked up; the locks have been changed. Uh, but this church is saying it's okay. We're still going to meet. They locked him out of, of one church for a while, and they just met outside in a forest where they found a place. Uh, but this church is, is fighting to worship God in community together. Uh, and we come to a church, and we lose community because we fight over stupid things. Do you see the difference? You know. So when we come here, man, just it's a privilege to come and, and to sing songs together, to worship God together as a group, to be a, allowed to, to do what we do. So just, just sort of keep that in mind. Uh, there's an island nation I want to start my story about, and it's a, a nation called Japan. Have you ever heard of Japan? Yes? Well, 
Christianity came to Japan, I'm not quite sure what year, but uh, around 1650 or so, the ruling party of Japan did not like that Christianity had come into the land. Uh, They were afraid it was going to westernize their world too much. So they made it illegal to be a Christian. It was illegal to have scripture. It was illegal to have a cross, even carved cross, or any iconic thing that would point toward Christianity. Christianity at all. And it was illegal to the point of if you did not deny your faith in Christ, then they would send you to internment camps. These are camps that were meant to brainwash you, to make you turn away from the faith and trust in, 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 the, in the state. If you were in that camp long enough and you continued to deny your faith, they would tor- torture you. If, if, if you still continue to die to, to, to keep the faith in Christ, then they would put you to death. And thousands upon thousands were killed from 1650s to about 1810 uh, because they refused to, to deny their faith. One thing that they, they would do, are you all here with, with me? Yes? Yes? I, I, let me put a little side note here. We've had some issues with, I think, more mid, middle school boys in here that have not behaved well. I give all, all youth a, a, a right to, to pop them on the head if they get out of line, uh, gently, firmly, now, gently. Uh, uh, and, but, but guys, I, I, I just ask you all to be respectful. We don't take a lot of time in here, but when we open up the Word of God, be respectful of those around you. You may not, not care to get it. I hope you, I want you to get it, but, but don't mess, mess up those around you, right? Yes? Good. Well, is that okay? So they would... They would go into the villages, and when they would suspect folks of being believers in, in, in Christ, they would take this thing, and it's called, let me see, it's a, it's a Japanese word, so I, I can't say it right. It's a fume-e, is what, fume-e is what it's called, is what this is called. And I've got a picture of one, and it's a, a, a metal um, um, stone or something with a carving on it that was most time Christ on the cross or Christ with the disciples. Uh, and it was about so big and this big, and they would put it on the ground in the village. And everybody in the village, they would line up and say, okay, if, if, you, uh, if you do not believe in Jesus, we want you to come and put your foot on this thing. That's sort of stepping on it, saying, I did deny this faith. And there's an, another shot just of, of, of sort of sort of what they would do. And um, if, they, if they didn't step on this thing, uh, then they would interrogate them more. Many times in the, the villages when they would do this, if they refused to put their foot on it, they'd go, you are a Christian, and they would put them to death in front of the rest of the crowd in hor- horrific, horrific ways. And many, many of them refused to even put their foot on this thing because they did not want to deny their faith. Have you all heard of the movie or seen the movie Silence? Only one sigh on that. Silence came out in 2016. It's about two uh, Portuguese Jesuit uh, missionaries uh, who went to Japan. They had heard one of their their colleagues who had mentored them and lost the faith that word had come to them. And so they wanted, they didn't believe it to be true. And so they went to go find him, but also to share Christ and encourage those who believe. They went on their own will, knowing life and limb 
was at risk, and both of them end up dying there. Uh, sorry to, to give you to give away the story, uh, but it, it's it's a it's a hard film to watch because much of the pain is is shown in, in this film. But I, I want you to just sort of see this clip, uh, and it sort of portrays what I just ex- explained that fume a. These people are the most devoted of God's creatures on earth. Father Valignano, I confess, I began to wonder. God sends us trials to test us, and everything he does is good. And I prayed to undergo trials like his son. But why must their trial be so terrible? And why, when I look in my own heart, do the answers I give them seem so weak? All of them did as they were commanded, but it was not enough. そして聖母とやろう。インバイトやべ。さあ。やれ。やれ。やれ。相撲を上げ。やらか。お前はキリストだ。キリスト。次はお前だ。やれ。どうした。やれ。ほら。どうした。あよやれ。できんのか。お前もキリシタンだ。やれ。あよ。やれ。おい、相撲を上げ。もうやらんか。お前もクリスチャンか。おい。うせろ。Only Jiso would not do it. Mokichi could not. But Kichijiro succeeded where the rest failed. I must believe he suffered along with the others. お前もクリスチャンか。
お前ら皆キリンさんだ暮らしを知ったかい No, the scene goes on and, and they, they, they crucify the three guys on the crosses in the, in the sea. When the tides go up, they almost drown when there's a waves crash, crash on top.、Uh, and it sort of shows, shows sort of the things that occur to them. I think of that and think of, think of the time that we live in and we go, man, how would we do in a situation like that? You know? And some of you may be thinking now, okay, what in the world does this have to do with 1 Peter? I want you to turn right now to the book of Luke, chapter 22. Because I believe in, to really know 1 Peter, for us to understand the text, we've got to understand the author of the text and, and how, how God worked in him.、Uh, so we're going to start with Luke 22. And, and、uh, if you'll stand up with me as we read th- this text together. And、uh, it begins in verse 54. Jesus has just been arrested. And then we see this that, that then they seized him and led him away. That's G- G- Jesus. And bringing him uh, uh, into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. And when they had. Kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together. Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light, looked closely at him and said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, saying, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he, he had said to him, Before the, the rooster crows t- today, you will d- deny me three times. He went out and wept bitterly. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much、uh, just for、uh, the, the text that we have. Lord, I just ask that you, you open our eyes to your truth.、Uh, Lord, as we just look at this life, Of Peter and what you can do with a life. And as, if you can do that with his life, God, you can do it with, with ours. God, I pray for this church specifically in China right now that is、uh, per, per, persecuted in a way we can't imagine. And、uh, those around the world that are interrogated for their faith in you, God, just bless them and protect them and give them strength, give them courage.、Uh, and Lord, just help them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, have a seat. Now, this is the same Pe- Peter. Now, did you just see this about Peter? What did he do? Denied, denied Jesus how many times? Three times. Now, if, I don't know if you watched that film and you sort of see the one guy when he spits on the cross and then he runs off. You, I don't know, sometimes you can look at that and go, ah,、oh, that guy gave in. Ah,、oh, he gave in. And we see that, but then we look at this, this follower of Jesus who, who didn't just crash, he crashed and burned bad. This is the same Peter who in Mark 29, when Jesus said, Who do you say that, that I am? He responds, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. This is the same Peter who before,、uh, in, in John 13, 8, and 9, when Jesus was washing the disciples' feet, 
he stubbornly and humbly says, you shall never wash my feet, Lord. And Jesus said, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. And so then Peter goes, well, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head too. Hey, hey, I, you know, it's a beautiful word that he said when he, you know, if, if you don't wash my feet, then I have no part with you. Well, then don't just stop at my feet. Wash my hands. Wash. I want everything to be with you. This is, this is the same Peter, same guy. He's not changed. He's not lost his mind. It's, it's, it's the same, same guy. You know, that, that when Jesus says, unless, unless I wash your feet, you'll have no, 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 no share of me, no part of me. It, to me, that's such a picture of the gospel. Unless you, unless you are washed by my blood, you have no part in my sacrifice. You have no reward in my sacrifice. You have no share of me, no, no part of me. So it's a picture of the gospel. This is the same Peter who just minutes before that main text we just read, minutes before when the Pharisees came to arrest Jesus, John 18.10 says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Go Peter, baby. Y'all know, I read that sometimes. I'm like, yeah, fight. You know, he had, he's, man, he's fighting for this guy that he believes in. Now, in Luke 22, we do learn that, that Jesus takes and, and heals, heals the servant's ear right there on the spot. But see, we see Peter before is insightful. He's brash and bold. He's, he's these things that I don't know about you, but it, when I think about my Christian faith, that's what I, I sort of want, want these things in my life. I want to see Jesus for who he is. I want to call, call him who he is. He is the Messiah, the son of the living God. Uh, when someone is attacking him or the things of God, I want to fight against it. But you know what's beautiful about this? If, if, if Peter's story ended right here, Peter, we wouldn't look at as being the rock. We'd look at Peter being the denier, if we were to give him a title. If his story ends here, he's just denied Jesus. Jesus has done all this stuff for him, and he's just denied him, denied him, denied him. But what's beautiful is the story doesn't end here. It it goes here. When Jesus was crucified, he had died on the cross. He was buried in the tomb for three days. The woman, go, three of them go to the tomb to bring spices and, and to take care of the body. They come there, and the stone is rolled away. And this is what it says in, in, in Mark chapter 16, verses 5 through 7. And they, in entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. They should be. There shouldn't. It was. It was scary. And he said to them, "Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter. Do not miss that. He doesn't say, "Hey, and Peter and John, and 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 James." And he says, "Hey, go tell the disciples." And Peter. I don't know about you, but if I had followed a man for three years and seen him and known that he was the Son of God, and then when the going got tough, I got going and I failed, the last thing that I want to do when I fail someone is face them. And when you let somebody down and you know it, and you know that they know it, the last thing, oh, man, this, this can't be fixed. 
But he says, hey, go tell the disciples and Peter. Peter needs to know this. We go, go on and, 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 and see in John 21 that the disciples are on a boat. They're just doing what they know to do because they don't know what to do. So they go to fish and they can't catch a thing. And God on, on the shore says, hey, put your nets on the other side of the boat. They do as they, they try to lift the nets up. They're so full, the boat's about to sink. They can't lift the whole net in. He turns and says, Jesus. And he goes, he, he, he takes off his outer robe and, and, and jumps in and still all his gear and he swims to shore. And then we see a story of where he and Jesus are on land and he's ta- talking to Jesus. And not once, not twice, but three times, Jesus says to them, Peter, do you love me? He first says, feed my lambs. And he says, tend my sheep the second time. Then he says, feed my sheep the third time. This is what Jesus, and every time Peter's like, yes, Lord, I love you. The second time, yes, Lord, I love you. The third time, he's like, yes, Lord, you know I love you. What a, don't, don't miss that. He denied him three times, and then Jesus asked him this three times. It's just a, it's such a re- redemption story for Peter. Do you see that or no? And then we see after this that Peter is headlong after Jesus. In Acts chapter 2, the Spirit falls upon him. He preaches a a sermon with, with attitude and truth and guts and daring. He and, he and uh, 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 Peter, Peter and John uh, heal a blind man in Acts 3, and they, the whole town gets upset, and they put him in jail, and they threaten to kill him. And he says, hey, man, we, Peter says, hey, hey, we cannot help but speak about what we have seen and heard. Changed, redeemed. Peter is no longer the denier. He's the proclaimer. But it's nothing that Peter did. It's because Jesus is a redeeming, redeeming God. So good news for you and I. I don't know where you are right now, but I think we all struggle throughout life most all the time. There's a struggle that might rise up here. We're better at now, but now there's a new struggle we've got to to work out. God is still in the redeeming business. He is not finished with us. He wants to redeem you. But let me share this part. Don't twist this tea, this tea teaching that I'm sharing with you. Because I, when I look at back at, at, at my youth work, even the past eight, eight years, um, young people, many of them who I just I love, have t- taken this truth and they twist it and they, they've sort of abused it. And let me explain this. You see, if you go, okay, God's in a redeeming business, yes. But then if you go through this life as you move, you leave the edge this week and you go out and you just live the same way that you have and you just wreck whatever you want to and you do what, whatever you want and still against the word of God, but then you say to yourself, hey, but my God's a redeeming God. You're, a, you're twisting it. You're abusing it. That's not how the truth works. You take this, my God's a redeeming God, and you take it and you live your life in a way that glorifies him. And as you live a life that glorifies him, you see a redeeming God at work. If you live a life that doesn't give him honor and glory, if it's about you and you're not going to turn from your sin, it's not going to work. I've seen it too many times, and I'm, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired of seeing it where students go, man, I'm, I'm trying 
you honor Christ with your life. Those things that are, are not of God, you, you walk away from. And you do whatever it takes to get away from. If it's your phone, you get rid of your phone. Well, I can't function without my phone. Well, if, you want, if you've got to follow Christ and that's what it's got to cost, you've got to find a way. Well, it's just when I'm online, well, find a way not to be online. Well, it's just, I'm dating this girl and she's trouble. I'm dating this guy. They're trouble for me. Well, then you don't need to be dating them if they're trouble for you. It, they're, it, they're simple truth. Do I want to honor God or not? Here's a, a little test to, to if you go, well, am I in the faith or not? This is, this is a test. And Pastor Mike and I sat down today and we sort of talked about this. And, and, and this is how you can tell if you're in the faith. When you experience God's goodness, his grace, his mercy, and his love, and it leads you to repentance and obedience, you're in the faith. When you experience God's mercy, his grace, and his love, and it leads you to repentance, meaning turning from that sin and obedience, then good chance you're in the faith. But when you experience God's goodness, his grace, his mercy, and love, and you use that knowledge to keep living the way you want to and sinning the way you want to, and you think it's okay, God loves me, he's going to take me back, it's okay, you're probably not in the faith. And I don't say that lightly. I want you to, to hear, hear these words. <clears throat> you know, your, your faith is like a life preserver or a parachute. You just walk around with, I've got this on. Hey, I'm good. I can keep doing what I'm doing. I, I've got my suit on. I, I'm good. And you're walking around with this thing. And you're missing, missing the whole point. It's about repenting, turning from your sin turning to Christ, being obedient to Christ, whatever it takes. Ooh, that's a good line, isn't it? Whatever it takes. And we should remember that one. Um, I look at the followers of, of Jesus that we read about. And, and, and you, know, you know, Peter, before God intervened, even when he knew Peter, we say, Peter, the... Let me start over. Peter the denier. That's what, what we could have called him easily. I mean, look what he did. How many of these, these people in Japan refused to even put their foot on a plate? It's, it's, it was just a plate, but they refused because, man, I'm not going to deny my faith in any way. And because it, their life was taken like that. Peter crumbled. Man, come on, Peter. Matt, 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 Matthew was a tax tax collector. You know what that makes him? Matthew the thief. No tax collector was a good tax collector. That was just the, the way the land. Paul, the murderer. Our, this, our great Paul from the book of Acts and who's written all these books that we've gone through before Christ intervened, a murderer. Or partaker in it. He, he watched over as, as those who believed in Christ were, were killed. Mark and the other, just other disciples, abandoners. When Jesus is arrested, he's on the cross. There's only one disciple at the cross, and that's 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 John. And he's with with Peter's uh, Jesus's mother. There's only one. The rest of them scattered. Thomas, a doubter. Poor Thomas. He's always going to be stuck with that, right? And and we all could sort of fit that bill. James and John, they were arguing right before this one, who was the greatest? Hey, who's the greatest? I mean, James and John, the prideful. We can give them these 
these names, all the disciples, the fearful. Like I said, when when things got bad, they scattered. They were terrified. The word uh, in in John 20 says, man, they were holed up in a room, scared and afraid. They could all have ended with these titles, but all of them went on to become great proclaimers of the gospel, and all of them gave their lives in one way or another for Jesus and were killed for their faith. Why? Because God's a redeeming God. He's a redeeming God. So, question for you. Who are you apart from Jesus Christ? When you're not living for God, who are you? Daniel, the prideful. Boy, that's what I am. Among a, There's a whole list of things. There could be Scott, the lustful, or Shelley, the gossiper, or Harry, the hateful, or Lisa, the liar, Sarah, the impure, Terry, the faithless. Put your name here, the, the, the vain, so-and-so, the ruthless, Steve, the bully, someone else, the deserter, someone else, the fearful. We've got all, all these things that we can be. So this is what I want you to do right now. You've got a yellow, yellow sheet beneath your chair and a, and a pencil. P- pick that up. And I, I want you to hear my instru- instructions really well. Your first thing is this, and we're almost done. <clears throat> your first thing is this. My, my, my full official name is Daniel Edward Walsh. What a, what a kingly name, right? I mean, Edward, Edward Walsh, Hello. Uh, I want you just to write your full first name. If it's, so mine's not would not be Dan; it'd be Daniel. And put the after it. So your name, the. And this is what I want you to do. What's got your goat? I don't want you to write it down. I want you to write a code that only you know what that code means. It could be four squares in a. And a, and a bird. I don't know. Four lines and a dot. Whatever you put for that code. But I want you to think about, apart from Christ, what would my name be? There's a, there's a list right here. No, no go, ahead, go, go and put it. And this is just to help. And, and there's a lot more things that, that we could put. Who are we apart from Christ? Don't write the name, but write what. Just put something that represents doesn't have to be a drawing or doesn't be anything understood by anybody but you. Who are you apart from Christ? When you've done that, I want you to flip that card over, write your first name again, and put the. And my, my question for you now is, who does God call you to be? There's another list we'll put up, but, you know, is it Daniel the humble? Is it Scott the self-controlled? Shelley the trustworthy? Harry the caring? Lisa the truthful? Sarah the pure? Terry the faithful? The servant? The merciful? The protector? The loyal? The brave? Who is God? And write that word out. Don't put code. Write that word out.
Because what's beautiful about the story of Peter is it doesn't start, stop with him being a denier of Jesus, and that's the thing, oh, Peter, and that just thing sticks with him for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life, he is running after Christ, making an impact in mighty, mighty ways. This book that we're about to read, he, he, he wrote it around 62, 63 A.D., the second book he wrote around 63, 64 A.D., and he was probably killed around 65 A.D. there in Rome. He actually wrote this book in Rome as well, they believe. Uh, and um, if, if we look, and I, so go ahead and take that card and stick it in your Bible. And from time to time, take a look at it and ask yourself, am I going towards whom, who God's called me to be? Or am I staying where I've, where I've always been? Because the question is, who do you want to be? Who does God call you to be? And th- this is where we're going to end. Like, First Peter one one says this: Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Peter, this is Peter. Man, I'm an apostle. I'm a follower of Jesus. He's not a denier anymore. He's just an, a simple. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That, that's who he he is. And this is what who he writes to to those who are elect. Exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, uh, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And we're just going to stop, stop right there. This is this is sort of it. Believes they believe that either one, these were the 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 churches and the towns that 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 Peter helped to 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 work and to minister in and start the the churches that are there. They're not all the same ones that 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 Paul went to. There's some actually that Paul was told not to go to that Peter, it seems like, went to. This is who the the letter was addressed to. It's also in the order of how the letter would have gone to them. This city, this town, this town, if you look, it's sort of a big loop that, that he wrote this letter to all of them, to the elect exiles. Who are the elect exiles? What does, it, does that mean, you think? Are they believers or non-believers? Believers are they Jews or Gentiles? It's sort of a trick question because at this time they believe that they're that they're both. They say, "Hey, it's it's to the Jews who believe, it's to the the Gentiles who believe." Don't believe. Don't forget, Peter's the one that God had called to bring the good news to the Gentiles. So it's it's to both groups, and and so this is who he's writing to. He's writing to the church, not just to the Jews, not just to the. Gentiles, but to both, he's writing to the church. He's like, man, we are the church. So that's who, who, who Peter is writing to. Who do you want to be? Who does God call you to be? In order to get there, guys and girls, you have got to re- repent and obey. You, your life has got to be about repenting and obey. And you may struggle, but if you, when you, you struggle, but you better be moving forward. If you, if you struggle and stay in the same spot, I mean, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to help you work out. If you want to get out of it, man, I want to help you. All right? So take those cards from time to time and just sort of, and it may change. You, you might find you're living this way and there's something else, the way that you need to leave. Or there might be a new code you need to put on going, man, I need to work on this. I've gotten past that, but I need to work on this. That's what your Christian life is going to be about. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for, for Peter, the example that, that we, 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 we had in his, his life. And God, I thank you. God, I do thank you. You're a redeeming God, that you don't give up on us, that you pursue us, that we don't deserve your grace and mercy. 
but you give it to us. God, we have opportunity here in Yuli, Florida, to worship you week in and week out. God, may we take advantage of the time to get in your word, to talk about you. Uh, Lord, we're in a place that we're allowed to. And while the world may fight against us, we can still speak up. So, Lord, help us all to be bold. Help us all to have courage. Help us all to be wise. And help us all to be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Don't forget.